Luca shot you dead in the head. Um, David, I've been so excited to talk to you this week. I don't know. Whenever we have like a guest on the show, it's like, oh my god, I haven't been alone with David in weeks, even though I call you every other day. <laughs> Which is so funny because when it's just us, we're craving a guest to like <laughs> to break the dynamic because we tend to spiral and yeah. um. Yeah, basically spiraling. We're like, we need a guest on to just break this chain. And, and then we get one guest on after like five weeks straight of it just being us. And I'm like, oh, thank God it's just back to us. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt the same way. Like, I was excited about this week, too. Because after last week with Vanessa's episode, which I thought was fire. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely really fire. I listened back and I actually thought it was hysterical. So good for us. I mean, I got bullied, but when do I not? <laughs> um, but literally as soon as, like, as soon as it was editing it and then whenever I edit the, the pod and upload it, it takes me like two days to like get it out of my system. It's also mixed with the hangover that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But then come, come about Wednesday, depending on when we record. So about two or three days from recording, I'm like, oh, I'm excited for it to be just, just me and Zag this time, you know? Just, just the just girls. Just the us. Just the dolls. Just the girl. <laughs> <laughs> just the two white homosexuals colonizers colonizers i we can't, I can't even say we're both in asia um well no, this no. week i've been listening to some music i was listening to a lot of daft punk and one tricks point never but i also streamed the new jenny scones <laughs> i don't I know jenny scones i don't know what it is i always read it as scones so i just uh that's how it sounds in my head but it's a great song it's a, she is a friend of the pot, a little gangbangster. A little gangbanger. Gang a little gangbanger. A little gangbanger. Yeah. Uh, who's been loyal since day one, a queen. Um, and she just released a new song called Always Known. And it's really fucking good. It's really good. It gives me like uh, Betsy, like early Lana Del Rey kind of like video games <gasps> era a little bit. Yes, yes. See, you know, any person can just go and make a song, you know, like, and I find that so many little Twitter personalities want to go and they want to make like their Y2K PC music. <laughs> they want to do that. But instead we get this like beautiful piano moment. To me, it's like David Bowie plus Perfume Genius plus Kate Bush, like plus Stevie Nicks. And it's very earnest and gorgeous. And I was really shocked when I pressed play because as any, you know, Twitter user is about to post a Y2K, like, faggot bullshit, I listened to this beautiful (laughs) song and was like, an actual song. And it was good. Yeah. Same. I thought it was gorgeous. So, go stream it. It's called Always Known by Jenny Schoons. Okay, the surname is spelled, look it up on Spotify, the song is called Always Known, and it's Jenny... S-C-O-O-N-E-S. We might be butchering her name, Queen. We love you. <laughs> um, but It could be yeah. like Schooness or like Schoons or Scones. But I keep I keep reading it as Scones. Scones. I think it's Schoons. But Schooness sounds more exotic. <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> new Jenny Schooness. Does Scones not sound exotic to you? No. <laughs> Sounds dry. Uh, David, what were you up to this week? What did you do? 
I don't know why I asked okay. that. I already know. What, what, I was like, what can I lie about? Well, <laughs> I went to the convenience store and bought a new lighter. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I changed my color. Instead of getting pink, I got black. I bought a new lighter and um, afraid of what this weekend might bring and whatever gangbang might bring. I literally bought five packs of cigarettes just so I would not have to leave the house. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, I um, uh, went to the outlet malls today in oh. Shiga Prefecture. My boyfriend wanted to go because Vivian Westwood was having a sale. Oh, look how gay you are. Sometimes you're really gay. I I hate Vivian Westwood. I, I get the clothes. I think they're cute. I hate going there with him. It pisses me off every single time. Because the store is really into fashion. Oh no, no! I'm well. He, I mean, okay. He wanted to be a fashion designer when he was like in his twenties, and he went to like fashion school. But then he made an abrupt life decision and chose to take a practical job instead. Because he's a nurse. Uh, Well, we won't say exactly what he does, but he works in the medical field. I'll say it, whatever. Who cares? Uh, the, the, no one on, who listens to Gang Bang at this point is going to cancel me. He, like, manages a city in Japan's demented patients. He's, like, the the city manager or, like, department head of those with dementia. Okay. Um, but he wanted to be a fashion designer, and I guess his favorite brand is Vivian Westwood. And I actually like Vivian Westwood. Like, I like the image. I think they're very consistent. However, I fucking hate that store. <laughs> you mean the outlet version of the store? No, no, because it is the outlet version of the store. And, like, we go okay. there, and the room is so small, and he wants to be there for, like, minimum 50 minutes. And he wants to try on, <laughs> like, 14 of the most hideous t-shirts I've ever seen. And then he's, like, going to try on some sweatpants. <laughs> And, like, there's nowhere for me to stand and look at my phone. So I have to shuffle between all of, like, the C minus, like, not that hot, like, customer service people. And my boyfriend and the other <laughs> customers is, like, waiting for the nightmare to end. Are you, um, because my boyfriend is an actual uh, fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm surprised, uh... How he's actually never been so pushy about my choices. Yeah. Because I, when we met and I was skinny, I used to have a certain style. Right. Which I lost along the way, mostly due <laughs> to not me fitting in my clothes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so he was never been, uh, like, pushy towards how, how I dress, but he's yeah. always been extremely specific on how he dresses. Right. And... When we met, I also did enjoy going to um, clothes shopping or whatever because I could fit into the the sizes that H&M provided or okay. whatever. No, no, no. I, I like shopping with him. Like, I like going, like, shopping. No, but, but... He, he, to me, he's a bit, my boyfriend's much because, like, he, lo- like, I could spend, like, four hours at Kinokunia without buying a single thing. Did I say that wrong? I don't know. What did you say? Kinokunia? Kinokunia? Baby, I don't even know what that is. That bookstore. Okay. Isn't it Japanese? Oh, that thing. Literally, my boyfriend pointed that to me at, like, the side of the highway today and was like, let's go there next time. And I was like, okay. And I did not know what it was. 
Oh wow, because it's so popular in like Singapore and Bangkok. I no, thought it was it's like popular, popular here in Japan too. too. Yeah, and I, oh. I've been buying a lot of perfume. Perfume. I've been buying a lot of perfume lately, and uh, he was like, "Oh, they have like scents there. Like we should go." And I was like, "Okay, great." Yeah. Uh, anyway, perfumes at the bookstore. Yeah, they have like some like kind of weird stuff. I guess like I think it's kind of novelty. So. I'm not really like oh. into like novelty sense, but I I'm my, my boyfriend's into the novelty sense. He he, I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago, maybe that he he went to IKEA a month or so ago to buy the IKEA and somebody else um collab candles, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> not the IKEA candles, my Lord. not the IKEA collab candles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like shopping with him. I I do. I really like shopping for drag with him because I know Langley Chi style and he kind of gets it, but not all the way. So it's like, I have like the dominant role in there. Um, and I like boy shopping with him too, but I don't like going to places when he is looking for something and I can't afford anything there. Like when we go to Vivian Westwood and like a t-shirt is oh, that- $500. I'm like, I don't want okay. that ugly shirt with a chihuahua on it. That makes sense. And I'm I'm glad your you, your boyfriend at least understands the boy shopping part, not the chichi part. Because my boyfriend, I don't know if it's because he's a fashion designer. So, but by the way, the way he dresses is not really out there or anything. Like, mm-hmm. it's his style. I wouldn't say it's particularly stylish. It's just his style. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> No, I mean, like, he's never, like, on trend or anything. Like, he's very specific about his personal style. That's uh-huh. what I meant. Uh, I, got I, I wasn't trying to be shady. Not this um, time, I guess. Not this time. Not, and not yet. I'm not that drunk yet, so. Um, but sometimes he, like, he would, like, buy me stuff um, early on when I wasn't there, like, that he thought I, like, that he thought I would look good in. But that he should have known it would be something that I would never wear. Mm-hmm. So now, like I said before, he he's never been super pushy on like stuff. But early on, and then he 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 um be really pushy on it. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you wearing that that shirt I bought you? Or like no. sometimes he would make like very very early on when you know we were still like young and in love and not uh pushing forty five be like I made you like he'd made me some stuff and like why aren't you wearing it well first of all I don't fit in it anymore <laughs> second of all I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> um my my boyfriend has pretty good taste when he does buy stuff for me he gave me a coach wallet for my birthday that I um have come to really love even though it's kind of confused at the moment that he gave it to me but it's because I realized that everyone thought that the wallet that I owned like looked like it had AIDS because it was um, <laughs> it was a Death Note wallet I bought in middle school and kind of kept holding <gasps> on to as like a personal oh, habit. I love that. It was like a Death Note leather wallet that it was like really long and I used it for uh, about uh, maybe 11 years or like 10 years or something and he bought me a new wallet and I was like whatever like I don't need a new wallet but then I started using it I was like oh my god like this is changing my life like every time I went to the convenience store I was, like, so happy that I didn't have to go through the trauma of, like, figuring out my broken, falling-apart wallet. And he bought me a pair of shoes. Oh, I thought I thought the, tra- the, the trauma of being 24 years old and have to take out your Death Note wallet. No, baby, the wallet is so worn down. Like, I still have it. It's, like, right next to me. I'm looking at it right now. I'm it's- actually really proud of you that you said il- 11 years. 
No, I wear. I my lose shit a out. wallet a year. No, no, like, no. There I, hasn't there ha- a year has not gone by that I haven't lost a wallet. Well, I was try. Yeah, no, I I keep pretty good care of it, and I have lost the Death Note wallet a few times. I left it on a bus once. Um, but the problem with the Death Note wallet is that it's so worn out and hyper used that it was black when I bought it, and now it is like yellow. I know there's a joke in there somewhere, but no, it's just shady um 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 (laughs) speaking of death note that actually makes me proud because i was just talking with my boyfriend today Uh Uh, what's all this boyfriend talk today by the way (laughs) we never Um, do this ever we never do this uh we always just talk about shit in common we just did it for 10 minutes (laughs) yeah (laughs) all we do is like fuck britney spears and mariah's a cow and today we're just like and by the way i love when my boyfriend takes me shopping (laughs) My birthday is shopping. I went to Vivian Westwood with him at the outlet mall. You see, it's bad for us when we're in a good mood. We said it before recording, like I'm in a good mood. It's bad for us. Look at us. I know. I need. Um, I need to be hateful going in. I don't. I don't. I don't even have any <laughs> controversial things to say yet. But, but anyway, no. I, I'll let. I'll let you have this controversial thing because by the time I think I finish the sentence, you will drag me. Um, <laughs> you, you brought. You brought up Death Note. And I was just talking about it with my boyfriend today because, uh, well, apart from the Adam Wingard movie, which I don't want to talk about, I stopped Absolutely it. Absolutely not. In. Yeah. Um. Uh. I have been rereading manga that made me happy, and that br- brings back childhood because I'm very stressed lately. So I've yeah, because you're a retarded little baby who has to read childish I, content to appease. You. I am a baby that loves mass media and loves nostalgia. So I've recently been reading WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision. By the way, I was so obsessed with that show. Finished yesterday. Today, I could not give less of a fuck about it. I I had almost forgot it even happened. Like so that's much how inconsequential it was. <laughs> Just so much peace for me. I can rest now. <laughs> like I could literally get like it happened. But that that's the thing. Like most of the appeal of it was that. It, they didn't follow the Netflix model of just throwing it all out there. They yeah. decided to do it week by week. So that's why it kept bitches on the hook. But now that it's over and you realize what a fucking waste of time it was, <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with it. But Falcon and Wilter Soldier in two weeks. Okay. Oh, God. Thank Oh, well, um, um, well, I said my piece about what I was WandaVision. Say- what, what were you saying? <laughs> what I was saying is that I've been rereading One Piece... And I find it very warm, and it's like a cuddly feeling. Um, but the only reason I started rereading One Piece, it's because you... Well, actually, I got in the mood to read a manga, so I, I made the mistake of asking you if you had any re- recommendations. And you gave me a few, uh, and one of the ones that stuck out was this manga called, um, if I'm saying it correctly, Gantz. Oh, pretty good. Nice job. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Okay. What, 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 what's it supposed to be? Well, I mean, if you're saying it in Japanese, it's Gantz. But if you're saying it in English, Gantz. you just say Gantz. is fine. Okay. Because um, yeah. <laughs> you gave me a few horror anthologies, but it was like I, it was something to read before bed. So I thought like, oh, well, something that's more serial, I guess, could be more fun. Yeah. So I started reading it, and I binged about... I think uh, 12 volumes in like three days. Yeah. And wow. But wow. <laughs> you, you, recommend, you recommended it to me. So why why did you like it? 
Because okay. I think it's terrible. I'm obsessed, but it is bad. No, no, no. I um, I know it's bad. Like I, it's there's no doubt that it's bad. But I um came across Gaunt's in high school when I was like looking for edgy Japanese manga, basically. And um, Gaunt's is a series about people who die and then are taken into kind of a death game after they die, in which um they participate in a game in which they have to kill aliens that have come to earth um <laughs> i mean that's that that's about the most basic i can boil the plot down to but the violence in it is really impressive like lots of heads being blown off dismemberments gore and i was thrilled by pubes. it I, pubes lots of pubes uh, lots of pubes <laughs> i was really for no like, reason <laughs> I was really thrilled by it because I had been, like, watching stuff like Elf and Lead and whatever and, like, Higurashi. And, like, the violence was good, but it wasn't giving me that existential kick. Like, I don't know what it is that makes me love seeing violent images, but I don't know what I don't know what it is, but I love to see it. And Gaunt's is really fucking good at showing you a disgusting image that kind of, like, makes you, like, look away from your phone or, like, the book that you're reading and um, I have been revisiting it recently because I'm trying to study <laughs> more Japanese. Like, my reading ability is garbage. I can speak very well, but my, my reading is, like, a toddler's. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just, like, read. And every time I can't read a word, I'll, like, put it in my study book or whatever. So Gaunt's is very oh, that's easy. that's cute. Look at you. <laughs> Thank you. But, like, Gaunt's is really easy because half of the pages are just pictures of violence and aliens. That, that's and- that's why also like I'm not a speed reader. That's why I managed to get through twelve volumes in two days. It's just a lot of like splash pages and pages of bitches going for like one sentence every three pages and every other sentence is just people going <gasps> No <gasps> Oh my god. And let alone like the sex scenes that start to happen like midway through the series and then it's just it's like okay here's twelve pages of the protagonist like fucking some busty bimbo yeah which by the way i I forget that he's supposed to be like 15 so like i have a rationale for this that's kind of a hot take let no but um i have uh once i started reading it more and more one of the first thoughts that came to my mind i don't know i don't know if it's correct agree or disagree with me okay what i attributed to it was to me Very fucking, um, uh, well, fuck, what's his name? Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. I don't think, that was not the intention of the creator at all, but there was something about the body horror, not of, not of the, um, the actual violence, but of the Mm bodysuit. Something about the bodysuit and the absurdity of the whole thing just gave me fucking Cronenberg for yeah, some reason. Yeah, because for reference, um, when they are launched, after they die, like, um, the protagonist and his friend die from, um, getting run over by a train when they're trying oh, to yes. help a, a homeless guy. And, like, lots of other people die from suicide or whatever reason have you. Um, they get put into this room and told that they're about to assassinate an alien, um, and they're given weapons and a suit Onion that can help alien. them. <laughs> the onion alien. <laughs> they're given, like, a weapons and a suit to be able to, like, uh, power up with and like to be able to like approach the alien with and the suits are like really like 
kind of spooky and like sexy and like they're like these skin tight black suits with uh lights on them that uh Oh, but I'm not talking I'm not talking about when the suits are like on. You give me Cronenberg when the suits like power up. No, yeah. When when they power yeah. on and they start giving the user like they have like a lot of tension or like excitement or like the adrenaline or whatever and then like the suits like tighten and it shows every single one of their muscles in like disturbing detail. It's it's so body horror. And, like, 12 volumes in, there is no explanation about what's going on. So, like, the the manga starts, these people die. We sound so deranged right now for nobody that has read this manga. (laughs) But um, (laughs) the manga starts, and the main character dies, and... They have to go kill this onion alien. <laughs> the onion alien. <laughs> the onion alien. And, like, everybody that you're introduced... Spoiler alert for Gantz that came out 20 for years Gantz. ago. Gantz. Spoiler for Gantz. Spoiler for <laughs> Gantz. For Gantz. Uh, spoiler for Gantz. Uh, everybody that you're introduced to fucking dies. Um, and then you're just like, okay, so now what? I'm going to finally, maybe they're going to explain what's going on. No, it just the, just keeps repeating a new team, a new alien, um, sex, pubes. And, you know, I think we've exhausted this conversation because people that don't know are going to be so confused. Yeah, I, I definitely get it. But I mean, the thing I like about it most of all is that like it really is like it throws you for a loop and the violence is shocking. It's and, insane. You know, it's insane. Western media and especially like American movies and TV are very opposed to just butchering the entire cast of their <laughs> of their series. But like Gauntz like keeps you on edge because it will slaughter think- every single character with no I question. Think- I think it's even it's even bigger than that. It's beyond that trope. It literally butchers every single trope. Yeah, because, it, uh, West, yeah, it butchers like, every character every three volumes, basically. No, but no, it butch it, no, it butchers every trope because a western western medium had it been a TV show or a book that would have thrown you in, not letting you know, but they probably would have explained something. A few issues in, like, they would have let you guess, but then they would have explained something. Here Mm -hmm. I am, I read 12 volumes, which is probably about four years worth of content, because manga's weekly, right? Right. So, somebody has been reading this weekly for four years, and there was still no explanation (laughs) on anything. Oh, I was was reading it weekly for a while when I was in high school, because the translations were still being released, and I was uh, reading the translations in... uh, I gave up eventually, and, like, now I'm rereading. But, like, yeah, I used I used to be one of those people who, like, would read the chapter when it came out. Yeah, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I only do that with my Star Wars comics. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I keep up with weekly anymore is, like, Drag Race. One Piece? Oh, Drag Race, yeah. Oh, my God, not and One Salt Piece. And Salt Lake City Housewives. Did you ever finish it, by the way? No. Well, I saw I saw you posted on Twitter a picture of the New York City Housewives. Are you watching that, or was it just for the aesthetic? I've seen four seasons of that show. I like them. Oh wow, you're further ahead than me, actually. Yeah, fuck you, fatty. Okay, well then, I let me let me catch up. <laughs> let me catch up to Chi Chi. Fuck, fu- Chi Chi, 
Chichi, let me catch up on the Luans. <laughs> on, the- on the Luan going ons. But I'm I'm watching some other TV right now. I'm watching a Nicholas Winding Refn, the director of Drive and Neon Demon. Like yeah, he did a TV did he show. Do? On, he did a TV show on Amazon that I'm watching, and uh, every single episode is like an hour and a half movie, and it's exhausting. Wait, wait, th- didn't that? Wait, wait, I remember that came out last. Didn't that get panned? It's like an anthology, right? No, it's not an anthology. Wait, what is it? It did get panned though. It's called um, <laughs> "Too Young to uh, uh, Too Old to Die Young." That's what it's called, and I think it's genius. But for people who are like just like used to watching, like, oh my god, Wand. Sorry, this isn't a dig at you, by the way. I know you watch. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you! You know, you know that is just like my guilty pleasure. And I, I know, I know, and that's pleasure. why I'm saying it's not a dig at you. It's just be- it, this show is like a. It's very filmic and it's extreme. Oh, my watch! Did you fart? No, my watch yelled at me because I was oh. leaning on it, and then it <laughs> thought it was like the SOS call. Okay, anyway, <laughs> tsunami, <laughs> tsunami, no tsunami. It, <laughs> can imagine if I died on gangbang? <laughs> the streams! Oh my god! <laughs> no, I um. I, uh, what was I just talking about? Oh, the, the Nicholas Winding Refn show, yeah. Um, I think it's really beautiful. It's super slow. There's a lot of, like, shots that are, like, nine minutes long, and, like, it might seem that nothing is happening, but if you, like, are watching and paying attention, I think it's a beautiful movie-like experience that's, like, 14 hours long. I'm not sure if you're into Twin Peaks, but it reminds me a lot of, like, later... I've, I've never, I've never watched Twin Peaks. It's what? always... It's very like the end of the Twin Peaks franchise, so that that that's all I'll say. It's good. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just uh, wikied too old to die young, and as I scroll down, like you know, it's got the little. If you look on mobile, it's like the poster and then genre created by blah blah blah, and then it gets to the actual blurb, and it doesn't say anything about the show except. Amazon said in 2019 that did not intend to produce a second season. That's all it says. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely not. Uh, but there's a lot of um, Miles Tellers. With- but Miles, I was going to say Miles Teller. Okay. Yeah, with his with his chest out. Jenna Malone. Well, Jenna Malone is always in his movies. Yeah, and she's great in the series, too. She's a fucking star. I can't believe how old she is. She's fucking 36 years old. No wonder in the Neon Demon. I was like, hmm. Do you know that she's, like, um, a daughter of, like, two, like, cracked-out lesbians who, who are, like, rode, like, running around people who just, like, flip between American states and were lesbians? Because she is. Well, that that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she, she looks like it. I don't, I don't know. She could be. Well, she was spe- in the Neon of, Demon. Speaking of fucked up, speaking of fucked up parents, because two lesbians should not be parents. Yeah. Um... I was reading about St. Vincent after you told me that she's your new enemy number one. And I, I read that. I read that like, oh, this new album was uh, the new album that she just came out with or the new single, whatever, was born out of my father going to prison. I'm like, oh, she must have had such a hard life. And I read about her father going to prison and it was because he like tax evaded $42 million. And I'm like, oh, a hardest life is hard. Okay, so should we just get into, like, St. Vincent discourse right now? I have, uh, yeah, I mean, you go for it, because you told me that she's your enemy number one, and I said, like, I have known nothing about her. Let me get into her. I did not. Okay. I literally, like, I well, can I tell you my whole history this. with her. I can tell you my whole oh. story behind St. Vincent. 
Okay, let me take a sip, and then you go for it. I want to take a sip, too, because I'm about to go the fuck off. Mmm. Delicious. <sighs> okay, so. Go. I St. Got- Vincent. St. Vincent Annie Clark. I got into her. Cara when- Delevingne. Okay, literally, though. Like, literally. Like, we have to get into the whole. There's so much going on here. I got into her when I was a freshman in college. I listened to her self-titled album. I thought it was fine. Um, I was like, okay. When I was like- 35. It was called It was, it was called St. Vincent by St. Vincent. It's kind of like um a David Bowie impression. Kind of like prog, rocky, like lots of guitar. And the appeal behind her is that she does a lot of her own instrumentation. Like, she can play the guitar, and she's, like, very singer-songwriter, right? And okay. so, her Cause, earlier... Because I remember... Yeah. She was... She did the Dua Lipa thing at the Grammys, because she... She she won that year, I think, and that album was praised pretty much all over the board. I just never listened to it. Well, yeah, no, I like That's the album, That's how I got too, to know her name. Yeah, but I, um... She, when, when she started, she was, like, very singer-songwriter. And then, like, as her career progressed, she, like, started getting into, like, more production. And she, like, brought more producers on board. And, like, her sound expanded. And they, it was, like, her first two albums, which was, like, self-titled, I think. I think it was, like, St. Vincent. And then it was um, Strange Mercy. No, no, no. It was Strange oh. Mercy was next. No, no. It was something else. It was... I don't remember what her first album was called. Then Strange Mercy. And then the third album was her self-titled album, St. Vincent. And that was the one that had, like, a lot more production on it. Like, Pitchfork gave it, like, best album or whatever. Like, oh, pit- best new music. oh pit- Pitchfork. Oh, Pitchfork. Pitchfork. I'm sorry. Let me bow down to Pitchfork. Oh, my God. Pitchfork has something to say. Everyone shut up and hear what Pitchfork has to say. <clears throat> The burp is right. I'm still blocked by the editor-in-chief of Pitchfork, by the way. You never will be unblocked. (laughs) Thank God. No. Fuck you. What's her name? Junipa? I don't know. Yeah, just some fucking bitch. Okay. Like, if you work for, like, an online publication, like, die, honestly. Like, what is the point of you? Unless you you get published on one, that ain't matters. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Twinkrev doesn't count because you know they're like uh, doing the work. But anyway, um, no wait, say- that wasn't shade to anybody. I was shading. You I know for that wasn't published. shade. It was you're shading me for getting published in a magazine. Okay, um, so you I, I, you don't have to defend <laughs> anybody because I wasn't shading anybody. Hello, nobody. Oh my god, you see, this is this is why I always have to listen back because then it gets misinterpreted. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're 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 doing great. And then her next album was Mass Seduction. Okay, and Mass Seduction was produced by Guess What who? did I say? Mass Education? <laughs> well, no, no, because she actually, I'll get to that too. She did, after Mass Seduction, she did a remake album of Mass Seduction called Mass Education, where she did like stripped down oh. versions of the song. Okay. Songs. Um, anyway, but guess who produced it? You just take a fat Songs? fucking, sorry, that was Japanese. Gensu? Gansu? Gansu? Songzu? No, who do you think? Songzu? Who do you think produced Mass Seduction? Who do you think produced it? Was it Jack Antonov? It was. Ah, that. I want to suck that fucking (laughs) man with his fatty fingers and his greasy look. Oh my god, I'm hard just thinking about it. I me too. He's hot. I jacked off to him. I know before, he's actually. so hot. I jacked off to Jack Antonoff. You win. You win when you're not raping your sister. Sometimes you win. <laughs> 
but no, the uh, but the album that they did was good. I liked it. I bought it on vinyl. I I think it's it's quite good. But at that album, when I enjoyed it, I still could. I found I was detecting like a little bit of try harding. You know what I mean? I could tell mm. that Saint Vincent, some Madamaxing. Yes, yeah, I can say that's true. I could tell that Saint Vincent understood her image too much and then she leaned too much into it and so yeah she was like i'm an artiste i'm saint vincent i wear big wigs i'm a girl i'm a lesbian everyone listen to me being a lesbian with a big wig and like (laughs) (laughs) it's so i don't even know i literally do not know one song about her except the the new single that i just listened to about two hours ago and we're almost to so that just, point I, like i just have this image of like some dyke and a lady bunny wig <laughs> okay literally go google image search right now the cover of her on her self-titled album she has a lady bunny wig on oh you see you see i'm a prophet yeah, who you should we kill this week glenn close <laughs> glenn, glenn close your time is up baby oh by the way when we're done with this did, did you know about glenn close nazi upbringing okay let's get on to that after we finish saint vincent because i yeah, do want to f- hear finish about your it, but... finish your rant about your enemy number one okay so i had been up to saint vincent but then i detected a poison and a shit in the water i i detected some feces in the creek if you will and <laughs> poo poo smeared everywhere <laughs> there was feces on the wall legs up pussy out spread eagle <laughs> princess leia pussy out and i was kind of nervous about her new single because I knew that Jack Antonoff would have his like armpit greasy sweaty hands all over it and you know mm-hmm. what I I don't even know if he did but the new single came out and do you know what she did she walked up in this video doing literally nothing giving us zero girl give us nothing like she didn't she barely danced no set it was just, like her like spinning around and she came out in a fucking Zach Langley Chi-Chi wig. <gasps> I she know. She stole your look? And I have lip-synced her songs twice. I did um, Pills and I did Digital Witness. I have done two of her songs as lip-syncs before. And then this little dyke had the audacity to appropriate from gay men. Canceled. No, you know what? I, I don't know nothing about that. I mean, I'm sorry if that happened. But I, you told me to Google St. Vincent Wig. So my only exposure to her prior to this conversation was the video for her latest song. The one where mm-hmm. she's doing like... The one uh, where she's ripping me off. Yeah. Yeah. With her little blonde Bob 70s moment. Uh-huh. Where she looks about 45. And now I see her with this purple teal hair... And I'm like, who is this woman? I don't want to look at this. I like the <laughs> 70s aesthetic. This is not, this bothers me. No, because let's get it straight. Cover, it's horrible. Yeah. I don't like this. No, I don't like any of the covers to any of her albums, actually. Period. No, but she looks, I don't, I don't want to look at this. She looks like that woman from NCIS. Um, there, there's, um, she did a remix of one of her I'm, songs. I, I'm bothered now. She I did a, a remix. I closed, to, my, um, I closed my Google image, by the way. I'm I closed that. Well, that's great. She did a remix to um 
some song from Mass Seduction where it's like her in a pit of gay men with their clothes off. And it, it's kind of fierce, but <laughs> now I see her and I see that she is a dyke that likes gay men too much and goes and finds obscure Twitter people who like her and then rips off her looks. Because do you know what? Who has worn a blazer and a bob wig before? (laughs) (laughs) There's two people. It's Michelle Pfeiffer and me. And guess what? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see how far you keep going until I finally entertain this uh, narrative. I'm like completely sold that Saint Vincent ripped her look off of me. You know what? Michelle Pfeiffer, 45 years ago... And Zach Langley Chichi. <laughs> yes. Michelle that Pfeiffer is going to be, that is going to be the inspiration. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I mispronounce your did I miseducate your name? No, you 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 uh mass seducted it. You did a great job. Okay. You see, I can't even no, pronounce her record. I'm not I don't even kidding. know who this bitch is. I'm not- she I'm not kidding. I literally hand-painted a jacket. I bought red paint at the dollar store and hand-painted a blazer, okay? Put a fucking blonde bob wig on, and then I did one of her numbers. And then guess who shows up? I mean, that sounds a lot like you were just doing Into the Groove Madonna with the pyramid jacket. Oh, well, I tweeted about this. I said the only people who are allowed to do blonde bobs is me, Madonna, Michelle Pfeiffer. And St. Vincent. <laughs> and certainly not St. Vincent. Because the video well, and the song that she put out were boring. They were boring. There you go. You covered your ass. Well, as somebody who has never experienced her, even though you told me, like, she's my enemy number one. I have to talk about this on the pod. I'm like, I have no idea who this woman is. I listened to the song today. I might have um, liked it onto my Spotify. But I, be- I believe in you, Zach. I... I agree David, with you. David, mis- <laughs> you're merely misunderstanding me because I actually do like her as a musician. I think her new song is kind of boring, but I I think that well, a lot of her... Well, it was my first introduction to her. That's, like, I, I, I don't know, like, what and it compares to I have to one her. more comment. I think that she okay. thinks that she's really special because she does, like, BDSM, like, faux imagery. She's like, oh, I wore a pair of black gloves and there's a man in the room. Oh! I'm Fisting! Like, I'm like, you are not Madonna. Like, Madonna literally ate an ass on camera. Like, you are standing Pussy in a, out! Madonna, pussy out. pussy out! Yeah, Madonna, pussy out. Put some... You know what Madonna did? She got pussy out and she put black gloves on and she whipped some gay men. And then here comes St. <laughs> Vincent. Put them in their place. Yeah, she put them in their Fags. place. She said, fuck up... Fuck up, fags. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Well, what's, that fa- what's the Madonna quote from Truth or Dare? I kill fags that hate women. <laughs> no, when she tells one of the gay men that's lying in bed with her and she's like, call me on my phone. Kneel at my altar. <laughs> I love her so... That is a cunt. That is a yeah. cunt. And then I meanwhile, okay, and meanwhile, here is St. Vincent walking in in the most plain outfit you've ever seen, like, a black dress and some black gloves, and then she's like, this is BDSM, this is shocking, and then all the white gay people on Twitter, and even the black gay people, and the a all of the ethnicities, every ethnicity what of gay- What the fuck does that mean? Anyway, let's- well, I was commenting on white gays, but then I realized that actually, like, half the praise I read about St. Vincent comes from people of color. So I'm trying to be inclusive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, inclusively, people of color and of non-color are flocking. <laughs> I am colorless. 
people are flocking to St. Vincent because they think she's, like, some revolutionary BDSM icon. But it's, like, merely, like, her sitting in, like, some, like, BuzzFeed set with some black gloves on being, like, Ooh! <laughs> the BuzzFeed Ooh! set! Ooh! <laughs> BDSM! Oh, my God! A whip! Is she, is she actually a BDSM icon? Is this a thing? Like, it was a moment. But... You know what? It was like in a moment in the way that melodrama by Lord is a moment, which is to say that it merely is not. Okay, I I re-listened to the album fairly recently, Melodrama. Most of it, I could not remember anything. But Greenlight is a song. Oh, Greenlight is a song. But you know what? Is but, a song. Yeah, Greenlight is a song. But then here comes like sober part two or whatever or like i i, I could not like, tell you what a, that sounds like a, I don't oh even no remember it's it. a liability it's a liability part two she goes i'm a liability i'm like lord i do not care <laughs> i'm reviewing onion rings <laughs> i am a woman in new zealand and everyone has to know about my feelings about one fucking man i broke up with girl i don't care an ugly ass man too. What the fuck? Oh I cannot believe that album was made about pork him. Pork face. Pork face. <laughs> he looks like shit. I just can't get it. Babe. What is the emotional um, extremity that she felt for some man with a pork face? No, like, like how abusive did he have to be for her to be this emotional? God damn. Yeah, because like at least Lana Del Rey got hit a few times. Like, hello. But I know that I, I know that little pork face man wasn't doing shit to her. <laughs> Just I can't, you know, because you know the kind of guy that Lana likes is like a cop-looking man, like you know, someone who works out at least twice. Oh, a she week. she loves the cops, like she loves the cops that were like, you want to do a line with me, and then we're like bump yes. her upside the head with a gun being like you fucking crackhead you're under arrest no daddy please meanwhile lord's boyfriend's like you want to check my math homework <laughs> <laughs> you want to suck my dick oh my god can you imagine please lord's don't, wait we have to hold up can you imagine lord giving a blowjob oh my god with her bug eyes i don't think <laughs> no and the big hair getting in the way like no! she, she's so cross-eyed on her forehead and her thing. She looks like something from Ants. <laughs> Remember Ants with Woody Allen? <laughs> like she's gonna look up at you and it's gonna be like, "Baby, my dick's in the middle. I can't." Oh God! But you know what? I think this might actually be a revolutionary chain of thought that we're having because now I'm thinking of all the pop stars I stand and like. Who can I imagine giving blowjobs and like who can I not? And all the women. Madonna, I can totally imagine. Rihanna, totally imagine. Yeah. Period. Like, is this Bjork? misogynistic? I don't care. No. Well, I'm I've a seen gay the video man. where I apparently she does. Well, I don't fucking care. Bjork can suck a what's dick. What's the video where she sucks dick that's like blurred or whatever? Um, like Hidden Place or Hagen. Cocoon or one of those. Cocoon, I, cocoon. Cocoon, cocoon. No, no, not cocoon. Cocoon, cocoon. <laughs> cocoon, cocoon. Cunt, cunt. Cocoon, 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 cunt, cunt, cocoon, 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 cunt, cocoon, cunt, 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 Lord's fat and her boyfriend looks like he can't hit her. Lord looks like Aunt Z. 
Um, should we pee and have a cigarette before? Yes, we get I was. On the next I was just. Oh, you read my mind. You see, we're twinsies. I love us. I love gangbang. I love gangbang. Lord is a fat cunt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna. Um, I actually do love Green Light. I think it's such a banger. Oh no, I do too. Um, I actually really love Lord, and I will religiously listen to everything, every new thing she puts out. But I think she needs same. to. I think she needs to get in her lane and like not be like so grandiose. And the way to do that and to accomplish that is oh, to come buy- on. now, 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 now we're exaggerating because a poor woman hasn't been seen since she flopped at the Grammys like literally four years ago. Yeah, like, but- she hasn't done anything except review onion rings. We can give her a break. Yeah, we can give her a break as long we as she does not bring off Jack Fat Fingers onto her next <laughs> record. <laughs> She's the one that started this plague. She started the plague again. She's the one that brought him on. Yeah, I, I really do think ev- she ev- was. Everybody else wanted him on, just like Madonna did with Blood Pop. Period. Oh my God, literally. Literally. Okay, cigarette. Okay. Cigarette and piss. Gang bang. Cigarette and piss. Yes. We're back. I have diarrhea. Um... <clears throat> So Azealia Banks <laughs> got oh, engaged. <laughs> she got engaged, got and engaged. then and then she announced her divorce. <laughs> and then she, as she usual, queen again. Apparently, I guess so. I think she just was being obnoxious on the Instagram, and her boyfriend actually was able to defeat her. So it sounds like they might actually be good candidates for each other after I, all. I was just gonna say, if he could do that, it sounds like a match. I think so. Like, if you're able to uh, convince Azalea Banks into, div- like, uh, preliminarily divorcing you and then convince her back, I think you're probably the right man for her. Especially after she, like, exposed... Not exposed, but, like, after she kind of low-key dragged you on social media. Um, yeah, he's in it. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, to... He told her, make a love list... So she posted a love list, which I will not be commenting on. Um, Why? Because it doesn't have Madonna in it. The list is great. There was no Madge on it. No Madonna. Yeah, that's it. No No Madonna. No No Madonna. No no clout. But it had lots of good people on, like uh, Patrick Sandberg, a friend of the podcasting community. Vladimir Putin. I agree. And. But it had Cher and no Madonna, so I lost a lot of respect, especially since she was on my Twitter and my replies saying how much she thought that Hard Candy and American Life were huge serves about two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. No, and I now th- she forgets I, about it. Why, well, honestly, fix think her that mad's she, bitch. I think she wrote <laughs> fix her. I think she probably wrote the list pretty quickly, <laughs> like with like twenty minutes of time, and she just was like spiraling. Uh, yeah, well, if I'm spiraling, I know who comes first. And yeah, because you're a retarded Cher. faggot who loves Madonna. Like, Azealia Banks is a vaguely normal cisgender woman living in the oh, world. I've never seen her try to defend Cher. No, I think that but objectively, Azealia loves Madonna more than Cher. Serves, I think which that is why loves... I trust her. <clears throat> I think Azealia loves madonna more than share but because she loves her so much she just like simply forgot to include her which is why because she included b list podcast share has the dolly parton disease of being a populist icon because because why because they were both on television and television is for commoners 
for commoners. Um, so do you want to yeah, reveal your... Yeah, once you get on television, oh. that's why, like, more people will recognize Terry Hatcher's face than they will recognize Jennifer Lawrence's face. Well, so do oh, you, that's the um, bitch from Desperate Housewives, because she was on television. So do you want to reveal your love list to me? Yes. You know who's number one? Who? That I first came up with? Well, Fat who? Brazilian mean lady. <laughs> Wait, the kid, the kind of fat one with the black bowl cut or whatever. Yeah, I don't love I have her. No idea who she is, but everybody <laughs> shares her, and she brings me joy because yeah, I don't, I don't even know what so her funny. name is, but whenever I hear her speaking Portuguese, I'm living. Like I, 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 I get think, her. I don't think I've ever seen her speak because it's always gifts. No, I've it's heard her speak. Her going like I've seen some videos of her going like ah faz gostoso or like whatever they say in Brazil. Queen. Who's I know, your first? Uh, my first was Ava. <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, I didn't do real people. Well, I did Ava because if I didn't, she would hurt well, me. Well, also, Ava's a friend of the pod, so. Yeah, she gets, she gets to be on the list. So, yeah, Ava was the first. We love you, Ava. We do. We're excited for your appearance on Gang Bang. She, every, <laughs> literally every single week, she texts me and she's like, when am I coming on a Gang Bang? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, text David. He manages the scheduling of gangbang. It's not me. Well, no. After she exposed you the other week, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Wait, how did she expose me? Because I was like, oh, my God. I, she said, I, when are you guys going to have an after, uh, another after party? Oh, and I said, we're going to have an after party. I would love party, to. I don't yeah. know when Zach is going to. And she said, well, I messaged Zach. And he said, I am not doing another after party. Well, I said I wasn't doing an after party that night because I most certainly was not. It was like 4 a.m. when we finished. I was going to bed. Excuses, excuses. Oh, fuck off. It's not like I don't have a burgeoning podcast celeb- like career as a C- D-list podcaster, okay? I have things to do. I have Dasha on. My podcast I have is so Dasha cool. Actually, I have- I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I have two jobs also. Okay, who's next on your <laughs> list? Oh, for me? Yeah. Well, my second one was Madonna. <clears throat> Okay. I don't know why the fat Brazilian lady came first in my mind before my, even Madonna. Well, but you know what? She did, and I think that's worth something. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> second on my list was a Sam and Gion from Twink Rev, because they kind of put my podcast on the map, and they promoted me. And then af- I thought that we were going to do their episode, like, Never Talk Again. But I have since become really dear friends with both of them, and I love them both dearly. And I'm fascinated by their lives and their podcast. So, yeah, Sam and GM from Twink Rap. Okay, who's third on you, your list? You're being so earnest about this whole thing. And my list is such a joke. My my next on the list is RuPaul's Ugly Bobs from Dragon's <laughs> UK. <laughs> like, this is my list of what makes me happy currently. And you're like... The people that helped me with my career and my best friends for life. And I'm like, <laughs> fat Brazilian meme lady, RuPaul's ugly bobs. Okay, but that, that <laughs> is about to end. But I will say that um, when I saw RuPaul's bob wig in Drag Race UK tonight, I was like, no. But then you're like, no, I love it. It's so hideous. I was like, wait, yes. It's definitely yes. like a yes. Like it is. And doesn't it remind you of of his role in the another gay movie? <laughs> Did you watch that? Of course. I didn't see that. Oh, so well, people are showing their age on gangbang. I was again. Gu- I was just gonna say. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I have literally never spoken to another human being on earth who has seen another gay movie. Uh well actually he was in another gay sequel. He wasn't in the first one. Oh god, he didn't even make it into the first He was in the he was in the movie with Perez Hilton. <laughs> 
But, um... Oh, wait, they put Perez in that, too? That is very oh, unfortunate. Yes. That's very Can you dark. Believe that, that, was, that was what our media was at the time? Like, oh my it's, god. It sounds refreshing. Another gay movie. <laughs> like, there's no Stan Twitter. Like, there's only another gay movie. And, like, whatever's going on at Pride. Like, no Charlie XCX either. I literally used to jerk off to the first another oh, gay movie stop. sex scenes. Oh. Because that's all I, I could YouTube those. I didn't know how to find porn. I'm not that old. You that, know, a, you see, a, a friend of the pod, Lonesome Lou, said that he was afraid of you, and I understand why. After you say stuff like that, afraid of me? Wait, I, I recognize that name. What? Why? Why was he afraid of me? I don't know. He just said that. I would be afraid of you too, honestly, if I was a straight man listening to the podcast. Well, hey, hello. We Next, love you. I put, <laughs> I put Jasmine Masters. You put Jasmine Matt. Wait, no, I didn't even get to my. F- Let me get to my fourth because I was gonna say Jack oh, from okay. the Perfume Nationalist. Oh, you see, you keep doing real people, and I'm out here doing. Well, like- I didn't realize. I just, I just wrote what immediately came to mind. Okay. Well, th- no, I mean, I think that just proves our our different our differing mental <laughs> our mental conditions. Yeah, I live I live off random people off the internet, and you're like, I have friends. <laughs> well, no, I, I will say that the Perfume Nationalist has been very inspirational for I'm So Popular, and I think that he picks amazing media. He inspired me to investigate perfume, which has changed my life. I think he's a sociable and funny and kind person, and also a fellow Madonna hag, so we stand. Hey. Yeah. You like Madonna, I like you. Period. I have never met a person who likes Madonna that I do not like. Hmm. Well, Hamas, <laughs> but anyway. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Ham ass. Ham ass. I hate him. Um, Recently, I really hate him. I just want to say really quick, I know it's not relevant to anyone, but I am tired of it in the group in the group chat. By the way, can, can we just... Because I think... Can we bring this out in the open? We've yeah, been mentioning good. this person called Hamas. Um, because his screen name on Twitter is... Um, Homo Donna. Homo Donna, so... I changed I it to Hamas to. because it's like the... Okay. It's the radical terrorist group. And I was just sick of... So, yeah, and then eventually I was like, he, hey, that kind of looks like ham ass. And this, no, so that's but what I started let's saying. say, like, he he's he's a guy in a group chat that we've been in, the, the group chat that me and Zach basically met in. Faggiest voice I've all... ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a top. He's a top. I don't think so. <laughs> I, with a voice like that, I would never he let gets, someone inside his, my body his, who uh, talks like his, they have a whole dildo inside their mouth. <laughs> Asshole out. Asshole out. Spread eagle. Hamas. Dildo. <laughs> face fucking. No. I love a. There was a time about two years ago when none of us were like actually close and we yeah. would constantly send each other like dick and ass pics. That was so. <laughs> Like, yeah, I I have sent so ham ass a dick pic before. I, I I've sent my video of him of me jerking off actually. Uh, well, I've never seen that, but I have seen the video of you taking a dildo out your ass. I don't know what that is, so let's go to the next topic. Okay, <laughs> uh, my next one's cocaine. <laughs> Wait, we're, are we, counts, we're not done with our love list. I have more. No, I'm still on my love list. My Wait, next oh, thing oh on your love list, list is cocaine. I just want to talk about coke. 
<laughs> oh no, it was just cocaine. Jasmine, RuPaul's Ugly Bobs, Jasmine Master, it's cocaine. Okay, great. Uh, my the I rest don't of my much list to say about that just that's what it is. So the rest go. of my list is uh, <laughs> my old college roommate Renee, love her, and then I put Azealia Banks, Madonna, and Isabel Huppert in the piano teacher. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let me finish mine very quickly then, because I also have three. Okay. It was WandaVision, Star Wars, and bar porn. Oh, bar porn, cute. Yeah, since I started reading Mana again because of Ganze, <laughs> <laughs> I've only been getting off to bar porn for some reason. No, but it was before but, that. Um, let's not let's not twist it. Like you have some reason behind it, like some sexual no, no, no. bizarre impulse in your creepy old man body no, no, no. who just are jacking off to anime again. No, I said ever since I've only gotten off two. As in, it was yeah, a but you were saying that a month before. ago. It was a mixed medium before. Now no, no. In January, you're telling me that you can only jerk off to manga. So no, it's not that I can only. It's that I only want to. Uh, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm sick. Uh, meanwhile, I'm over here at fucking power lifters. Is that how you say it? Power know, lifting. It's like when they do like the really heavy things. Up. What's that called? I think it's called power lifting. <sighs> Anyway. You know what we didn't talk about last week when what? Veron- Veronica, when Vanessa was on? What? Gaga's dog napping. <laughs> I, how did we miss that whole fucking topic? I don't know. We were so, you guys were so focused on bullying me for my Paul Abdul opinions. And your fatness. <sighs> and your weight. Oh. David the hog. <laughs> the pig of it all. Um, I have literally nothing to say about <laughs> Lady Gaga losing her dogs to a terrorist and then recovering them. Like, literally, who cares? All of her horses no, already you see died. The video? the video of the guy, like, screaming, Oh my god! Oh my god, I've been shot! Oh, I did. I was <gasps> like, that's unfortunate. Oh, help me, I've been shot! Help! And then you hear some neighbor being like, I've called the police! Well, I'm oh. glad he didn't die, so I guess that's good. Oh, no, no, I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't die, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if someone shot Lady Gaga and stole her dogs, that would kind of be Those Chromatica story. Oreos really must have been selling quite low. My mom said she was going to send me a package, but, like, it's March. I don't think they're coming. Well, she can't find some now after the dog napping, because... All the soccer moms are like, I must buy the Chromatica Oreos, so maybe I can save him. I just have to say, I find that, um, I find the dog napping really convenient and obnoxious for her brand. Like, she has to have some trauma attached to her. It and was it's like, literally, like, one I'm day di- before, yeah. I'm in Europe shooting my new movie. What is she shooting, by the way? Like, what retarded movie is she about to be in? She's shooting with... Oliver Stone, which is very Ew. Okay, all Oliver Stone has been a flop for a long time. Like, what, well, the, what are you about to do? Double you? Double you? Double you? About George oh, Bush? God. You're gonna oh, cast God. Lady Gaga's Laura Bush? I mean, they're about the same age, so fine. <laughs> <laughs> not Laura Bush. I can't. Lady Gaga should not act. Who told her she should act? Fuck you, Ryan Murphy. Fuck you, Ryan Murphy. Oh my god, she was she was pretty bad in 
a hotel. It um, was very camp. It was very camp. And then in A Star is Born, she's acceptable. I like A Star is Born overall, but Oscar... I have, I have traumatic I memories know. with it. And it's because I went... It was like... It was about like two and a half years ago, right? And uh, yeah. I had just gone to Japan and I... I matched with this guy on Tinder named Wait, Dike. did you get to Japan? Time is uh, a star is born. Yeah, no, no. It was about six months before a star is born came out, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh god. Well, that's the timeline here, and the movie came out, and I went to go see it with this guy I matched with on Tinder, and uh, we had <clears throat> the most beautiful night of my entire life. Like he drove me around on his on his motorbike, right? Like we went and got drinks, and like. I met his friends, and I was like, oh, my God, I love him. He's cute. Like, he's, like, interesting. And then the next morning, I woke up, right, in his house, you know. And he was just like, Zach, do you want to get breakfast? And, of course, this was in Japanese, and this was, like, a year and a half after I had learned my first word of Japanese. And I thought he was asking me, like, do you want to have breakfast? But, in fact, what he was asking me was, like, do you want to eat breakfast out of the house or in the house. And I didn't understand. So I was just like, okay. And he got, he immediately started reacting really strong. He's like, which is it? Like, what do you want? And then he hit oh. me. He slapped me. What? <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. No, it was funny. Cause he was like, kind of like fat and little. So it's kind of funny Hot. for like, yeah. I mean, he was heavy. Hot. He I love fat bitches. We know. Uh, and then we watched A Star is Born that night. And then after I left, I had forgotten to paint the did you <laughs> Did you get slapped around and like, uh, let me stick around and watch A Star is Born? <laughs> yeah, girl, I was hungry. I was desperate. I would do anything for literally a taste of penis at that moment. <laughs> I was dating someone who was in a relationship at that time. Like, let's be real. Oh, I, rem- I remember that. Ryosuke. I will say his name out loud. Ryosuke, hello. He went to English school last year in Osaka, so I hope that's working out for you because your English was shit while you were cheating on your boyfriend with me. Um, hi. Well, um... <laughs> um, do you have more time? In the shallow... Okay, can you believe that was a kind of a hit song for a while? Like, Why? Oh no, that was a, it wasn't kind of a hit song. That was a hit. It was a hit. Like it was such a like, hit that like, I heard it here. Like why? Yeah. Who wants to listen to that? Can you imagine putting your earbuds in and be like time to listen to Shallow? Like is your brain dead? <laughs> like what's going on? I think I think it w- it wasn't one of those songs that people willingly clicked play on, but it was one of those songs that like every time it came on the radio, bitches were like, "Oh my Oh my god, it's shallow in the shallow. Christy, Christy in the shallow. Christy shallow is on Christy. Christy, Christy shallow is on 99.2 shallow FM. Oh my god, Christy. Christy. Okay. Uh, oh my god, topic? but speaking of radio, the other day I was in the car. What? And they put on this radio station, which is like the, it's like classics, which is mostly 80 songs, maybe some 90 songs. And they played fucking Firework by Katy Perry, and I wanted to kill myself. Like, that's a, like... Were you overjoyed? Is that why you wanted to kill yourself? Because you had never experienced such ecstasy before? No, Firework is amazing. Mm, I re-listened to it. I was having several existential crises at the time. 
I okay, was like, hold up, stop, I can't believe, stop, stop. You what? had an existential crisis, so you chose to listen to Firework to relieve it. Are you stupid? No, are you stupid that you're not understanding what I'm saying? The song came on on the radio. <laughs> oh, I thought you revisited it after that or something. No, the existential crises, the crises came on because the radio, the radio station was like classics, which they mostly play 80s and 90s music. But they decided to play Firework as a classic, and that was the first wave of, like, boom. Okay, I get and it. And then the but song like, was playing, I honestly and don't I was even like, care. I was listening to all the production details, which I mostly missed when it was a hit, because that was just what the song was. And I was like, oh my god, this song is a lot. It's kind of awful. <laughs> yeah, but... Like, listen to it back. Like okay, the 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 rhythm or whatever is anthemic, and it's the lyrics are like yeah, but the the flourishes and everything about the song is awful. It's a oh, terrible mm-hmm. song production wise. Okay, it's so I, busy for no how about, reason. Okay, I want you to do a thirty five second dialogue about firework while I go pee. How about that? Are you ready to um, do that? I want you to give all of your comments in 35 seconds. I can go pee and come back in that time. Are you I've ready? I've already said everything I had to say. No. Okay. Then um, uh, E.T. How about that? E.T. Okay. Well, three, okay, go pee. two, one. Go. One. Two, okay. Three, I think Katy Perry's four, makeup looks pretty nice. I do like the song and I like the remixes. I think Kanye West is um, really hot. Um. Wow, thinking about Kanye West, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um. Kanye West is really hot, and that was also a number one song, I believe. So, thank you, Kanye West. And now I'm just thinking about Kanye West. Okay, I'm back. Didn't I'm back. Pick- I think I made it within the 35 seconds, as I promised, but I'm not 100 sure. Uh, I'm plugging in my earbud didn't you, now. Didn't you pee okay, while we, we were on um, the smoke break? And that's our final thought about E.T. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's the next topic? Didn't you pee while we were having a smoke break? I did. I had to pee again because I've had like five highballs tonight. You have diabetes? I don't care about diabetes. What's the next fucking topic? Every single time on this goddamn podcast, I'm like, move on to the next topic. And you just decide to spiral into some <laughs> stupid shit. I'm like, please... <laughs> Tell me what we're talking about next so we can stop talking about WandaVision or whatever. We know you, by the way, you've talked about WandaVision more today than <laughs> I talked about WandaVision. Yeah, I know. Cause I'm just so relieved and ecstatic that it's finally fucking over. Okay. I, I have two options. Okay. You want to talk about Taylor Swift misogyny or you want to talk about Glenn Close Nazi cult? <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift misogyny for sure. Okay, you start. Me start? Well, you were the one that tweeted their opinions about, oh. I tweeted one thing. I just said that, oh my god, surprise, Taylor Swift is talking about misogyny again. And it was like five days ago, and I can't even remember, like, what she had to say. Like, what was she talking about, even? Well, some some Netflix show. Oh, um, that's it. Some Netflix show. There was a joke show. that said, like, oh, she goes through more boyfriends than Taylor Swift. And then Taylor Swift tweeted out, well, first of all, all the Swiffers, 
they trended like respect Taylor because they thought the joke was misogynistic. So they actually made. Oh some my god! Wait, the tag was respect Taylor. Respect Taylor Swift, something like that. And then Taylor Swift responded, being like, "Oh my god, that joke is so 2020." And then since her documentary actually came out on Netflix, she made a comment being like, well, that's uncool since my documentary came out on your platform. Like, fuck off. Oh, my God. What a fucking fuck cunt. Off. Literally, fuck. What a, fu- what a fucking cunt. I can't even swap. I, I don't even know where to begin with this because you know what? I, you are so some man. rich, skinny girl. Like, you are just some girl. Like, you are just some fucking girl who has gone through about 405 dicks. Like, okay, great. Like, happy for you. If you weren't famous, I would love you. Like, I'd be so into you for being a whore. You know, like, that's great. I love... And by the way, another thing, all those dicks, half of them were underage, by the way, when she was, Okay, now, I just, I want to kind of, like, I want to talk about... No, 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 let's go with the narrative. Shh, shh, let's go with the narrative. (laughs) Okay, I, I, I do love seeing Taylor Swift getting in trouble. However... No, the- no, no, no hot takes right now. They were underage. Go on. Go on your rant. <laughs> okay. Let's not deviate. Okay, let me give my full opinion. I can say it, I think, in, like, three sentences. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Opinion number one. Taylor Swift is fucking annoying. She's a rich woman <laughs> who nobody should care about what she thinks about misogyny or, like, discrimination. Respect Taylor Swift. Yeah, because she is a rich fucking bull dyke like with some ugly haircut and some unflattering body and tiny boobs like she is an unattractive rich white woman who can just like run around doing whatever she wants and no one should ever listen to what she has to say about politics or discrimination or anything that's number one okay well not like she says anything about it anyway (laughs) yeah i mean until it was profitable and that leads into my second point what did she really say my second point is that the only time she ever speaks up against discrimination or racism or, like, whatever problem she's invented, like, whatever, like, Twilight Zone problem of the week or, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Monster of the Week problem that she has invented in her obscure, miniscule little head, every single thing that she talks about is to make her more money. Like, she has never talked yes. about an issue or anything that would benefit anybody but her own career. Like, the only reason that she came out in support of Hillary Clinton, which is already a stupid, dumb cause, is because she could profit off of it. So that's number two. Okay, that's number two. I don't think she, I don't think she even came out in support of Hillary Clinton. Didn't she come out in support of Democrats way after that? It was two years after, which is so stupid. Like, if you're going to exactly. be a rad-lib, obnoxious person, like, at least post your Girl Gone Wild Madonna video on time. Exactly. Like, Madonna's a rad-lib, but at least she owns that. And she's yeah, been least, doing yeah. that for 40 years. Yeah. When I it mean, wasn't she, cool. Like, she's uncool now, but it was cool 30 years ago. She's she's not <laughs> changed, and that's uncool. But because, at know, least she's sticking to her guns. Yeah, Madonna had Taylor these politics Swift is, during like, the erotic totally era. Uncool. You know, she had like, her politics. Taylor Swift yeah. is our generation. Like, how are you going to be so uncool? So uncool and so boring. Like, I could not care less about Taylor Swift's political opinion. But here she goes making a whole Netflix documentary about it. It is so... That fucking, that fucking gay song... 
that no, was you, homophobic. That is homophobic. If you put that was literally homophobic. Music video, you were a homophobic ramp. No, but like, monster. no, no, no. Let let me let me say this because there is still this narrative that Madonna doing Vogue is like appropriating culture and like profiting of culture. Mm-hmm. You know what's actually profiting of our culture? Whatever the fuck Taylor Swift did with that fucking shit ass song with Todrick fucking Hall. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? That was appropriation. You were never there for us. Madonna was there for us since day fucking one. Getting getting in the tabloids. The tabloids saying Madonna has AIDS. Because she was fighting for our rights. Taylor Swift has never said shit about us. And then she makes a fucking song with a lyric as fucking gay. That's the thing. It's not fighting homophobia. That lyric is gay. Shade never made anybody less gay. You were 30 years old. You were 30 years old. What the fuck is that shit? And then you get fucking Trinity the Tuck Taylor in your video. (laughs) 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 Not Trinity. That is you fighting. Oh, let me fight for gay rights. Let me get Trinity the Tuck Taylor and Todrick Hall. That will show the homophobes. And, oh my god! You know, honestly, all this oh is, like, kind of like, why I like thought that folklore was a more tolerable album than what else she had done before that. But then she immediately made it a marketing moment. You know, she just made it a big fucking brand and they did a sequel album. It's like, girl, we get it. Like you are a capitalist little swine. You capitalize off of every gay and retarded, ugly black person in the world. Like, you just live to pander to them and to sell your records, and now here we are with two Taylor Swift albums with songs about your braids and your goddamn cardigans! But don't call them songs about love, because if you say that, that's misogynistic. That's misogynistic. Okay, this comes to point number three that I was initially trying to make, is that why... Can she not own the fact that she is a dirty, ucky, yucky, slutty, icky whore? Like, just own up. It's fine. It's 2021. Nobody cares if you are a dirty little cocksucker. Like, just do it. I don't fucking care anymore about how scandalized you are that people are calling it out, you fucking whore. The thing that pissed me off so much and just made me see her as such a capitalist whore mm-hmm. was in that tweet where she called out Twitter speaking about her documentary. Like, you guys published my documentary, so it's really uncool oh, that you your mean platform Netflix, would yeah. make a joke on that. Like, please, Netflix is like this huge fucking studio. Like, they're going to cross-check something because they worked with you. You're not that special Taylor Swift. And it was you like are a hunchbacked cunt. It was like really in some. She is so hunchbacked. Show. Do you see her profile when she, whenever she's walking down the street, ringing the bells of Notre Dame, bitch? Okay, imagine this scenario: you and Taylor Swift. No, I don't alone. want to. <laughs> I, I want to get her out of my mind. Imagine you and her in a room, like just you and her, like you, an honest, real gay person, Scat. and her, like Todrick Scat. Hall is a, is like a produced Barbie. You know, and everyone else who, like, went her onto her set was, like, working with her or whatever. Imagine- you say Barbie. I say Eva Braun. <laughs> Are you calling Tatra <laughs> call Eva Braun? No, I'm calling Taylor Eva Braun. <laughs> no, Eva Braun is fiercer than Taylor Swift, for sure. Like, yeah, at least she was strong in her opinions. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Ava Braun has a look. What does Taylor Swift have that fucking... Yeah, I watch Rat Race. I know what lipstick shade she used. I... I recorded. Okay, epi- that's quite a strange reference, but whatever, it makes sense. No, I got you. I I just if wanted you to watch say, Rat Race. You would know. I recorded an episode of I'm So Popular talking about Taylor Swift and her album, and I was like very kind to her and empathetic and like trying to. And I want to delete it. And because- Gang Bang, as always, the real you comes out. <laughs> yeah, the real me pops out. No, which is but- why I re- I really hope more I'm So Popular listeners actually come onto Gang Bang because like they have this idea of you, which is correct. Because what you do when I'm So Popular. Let me gl- let me like kiss your ass a little bit for a, a minute. little bit, yeah, sure. It's so, you, you it's so amazing. Your, you like, gotta serve your dom daddy bitch or whatever. No, but it's it's true. It's true. What we do on Gangbang is ridiculous and stupid and vile, and I fucking love it for what it is. What you do, and I'm so popular. Like you take your time and you think it through and you have thorough, real conversation. You joke around and you fuck around, whatever. But you know, it's got a point. This is no. total debauchery, and it's oh, perfect no. for what it is. No, but debauchery but I, is very important I, to me as well, and I I have pointed this no, out. No, but I many, would I yeah. would love like for some of the the more serious, some of the popular listeners to just come on to and be like, oh, here's the full picture, Ava Braun, Ava Braun. But <laughs> you know what? I think a lot of I'm so popular <laughs> listeners are gonna like get an erection as soon as they hear Ava Braun's name. Spoke. I, I saw that. I saw a cl- I saw a clip from Dance Moms earlier. We're just like. I know I don't know much about Anne Frank, but I know she didn't do cartwheels. That's true. She definitely did not do cartwheels. <laughs> well, that would that would have been too loud. Anne Frank, like five seconds before being roasted, she's not doing any cartwheels. <laughs> I'm Jewish, so I can say that. Don't cancel me. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um. Do we want to talk about like a prayer? I just want to say. Wait, stop. I don't, I don't want to. Stop. Wanna... Stop. We have to make a preface for this. It's important because we haven't done a Madonna song of the week in about a month. And I guess we're <laughs> choosing to do it again now, which I'm thrilled about because I'm always happy to. But you are the one who's like, I'm too drunk. I can't do it. But you came to me and said, we're going to do a uh, we're going to do a bit about like a prayer. So I want to know why. What's going on? Well, here? Ac- actually, my, my message was. You want to do like a prayer in case we don't get too drunk and actually get to a Madonna song of the week? <laughs> and that's true. That was my message. It was enough to um, signify it for me, but yeah. Well, it, it was the it was the thirty second anniversary of the song, which is insane. Um, Older than my almost boyfriend. as old as me. Oh my god, that means my boyfriend was ten when like a prayer came out. Well, I wasn't born yet. At least for that one. Yeah, at least for that one. At least for that one. No, but I don't have much to say about the song except for the fact that it's one of the best songs of all time. All I want to say that has come to mind in these past few days is the fact that one of the biggest reasons why Madonna has always been imitated but never duplicated is so clear in something like Like a Prayer and Sad Album, which is a lot of... Like, nowadays... A lot of Madonna's controversies have lost their context, so all of that remains is just, ooh, Madonna controversial. But a song like, it's so bad to say, like like a prayer, uh, and the whole context be- behind that album, her uh, 
divorce and her like fighting against the religious strict upbringing that she had mm-hmm. and her mother's death like everything she did she loved to push buttons and she loved to troll but it always came from a very deep personal space yeah and that's why it had artistic value and now uh people just see the video or listen to the song and the contact seems to have gone so all that remains is the the controversy aspect and people try to recreate that like gaga did with judas um controversial religious song but it it's empty it's an empty it's empty yeah no it is empty and i think the the main thing that gaga goes wrong in is that um it's a biblical you know implication without any actual comment it just is like showing There's no comment yeah it, it's just showing images from the bible you know but when Madonna did stuff like like a prayer, she was showing like the love for Jesus and the guilt and the disagreement you may have with the religion in this extremely painful context where she is suffering throughout the whole video. And on top of that, she chose to put Jesus as a black man, and she chose to put her well, saints. The, it's in the video. It's not Jesus. Yeah, I it's know just a saint. But... It's the saint, which is. But in any case, but no. if you if now that if you if you think about it, like Judas really is quite. And I I didn't even want to intend to start this, but right. uh, as we talk about this, the more I think about it, like like a prayer is so ironic and tongue in cheek. It is very tongue in cheek. You are exactly right in the no, no, no. It's but very, Judas, very Judas ignored. as well. Judas as well. Oh except, yeah, Judas is tongue in cheek. No, but but like a prayer as a single and as a song. Yes, it's fun and tongue in cheek. But you put it in the context of the album, and it's a whole thematic journey. Judas is just some religious mess in the middle of an album that makes no sense. Like. Like a Prayer in the context of the Like a Prayer album makes sense with the narrative. Even, like, as a single and as a song within the album. Judas is just religious blasphemy for the sake of being controversial. Because it makes no sense within the album. Do you know what I mean? No, you're exactly right. And I mean... I I think that Gaga, like, used, like, Catholic imagery because, like, she was familiar with it and it was accessible. But when... I'm not even like bashing Gaga for this. Like, I don't think that's a problem. No, no, no. I didn't even mean to do that. No, no, no. I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just explaining my point of view. I think it's like, uh, I honestly think it's good for artists to like put religious imagery in their music and to like kind of rely on that because it's more interesting than like whatever eight. Uh, I don't know. Like, Dua Lipa is doing again. No, I was gonna say I don't know who I was gonna say. I was, I, I I made a vowel sound and like thought it would just whatever leave Kylie Minogue does, which is nothing. <laughs> yeah, but fuck you, Kylie Minogue. The difference between like Lady Gaga just doing like you know religion for shock value and as a kind of like a a general aesthetic that she can lean into is that like when Madonna did religion and Catholicism in her music, it was from a deeply personal, painful place. And you know, exactly. you said she was tongue in cheek, which is exactly right. Like she knew it was kind of a joke to be doing this as a pop star, which is why like she has burning crosses in the background of her video and why it's like mm-hmm. pretty campy at the end of the but day. But the lyrics were personal. Yeah, but the lyrics and the perspective is personal. So even though yep. she knows she's trolling, she's doing it from a, a meaningful emotional place. And the yep. act of trolling and being a bitch 
from some deeply emotional place that you really genuinely and earnestly have like a care for is something that is almost impossible to achieve now. Like I see no artists that are capable of being tongue in cheek and kind of poking fun at their audience while being completely earnest and heartfelt in their feelings. And that is why at the end of the day, I will always love Madonna is because she is capable of pulling up, pulling off like such a, a feat of pop culture where she can make fun of the world around her and herself while still earnestly expressing every single one of her emotions. Amen. 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 Faggot. I love and, like a and prayer. And what you just said, even like it goes even beyond the religious aspect and it grows towards the sex aspect. Something mm-hmm. like the erotica era and the whole sex book because now it's just seen as like, oh, she she just opened the door for female sexuality and pop. And she did. Right. But the original point was that Madonna wanted to free herself from the slut-shaming narrative and own her body back. So once again, and celebrate um, queer culture in the, middle of, in the midst of the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. That was the original context. But now also that has been completely lost. And what stands is like, oh, Christina can did do the dirty video and we're chaps because Madonna did it first, which is true. But Madonna wasn't just being a slut for the sake of being a slut, which would have been fine if she wanted to. Everything had a deeply personal um, purpose to it, a personal and artistic purpose to it. Sadly, so much, which is why I feel like a lot of people don't understand madonna nowadays and did you see her as like oh she only got famous because of her controversy blah 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 but the reason why so many of her albums are so highly regarded tied to said controversies is it was because it was a whole thing Mm -hmm. like an era everything was so deeply tied and deeply personal and in time, sadly, context has been lost. No, because we, we, we said this is, multiple times. Oh, excommunicated by the Vatican. Oh. No, because the, the thing about Madonna is that, like, yes, like her controversials are important to her, her career, but what is but ultimately important is that she was crafting a narrative around her image. Like, she recognized her star power. She saw it. She turned it into a like a piece of art, and like she understood like. I am Madonna. Like, she knew what she started meaning to people, and then she started playing with it in these multifold ways, which I think honestly probably started with, like, Like a Prayer, and maybe Like a Virgin. Yeah. Like, maybe. Well, probably, probably like, also, like, it, it, it was Like a Virgin first, then it was something like Papa Don't Preach, but the full, the full thing was Like a Prayer. Right, It was, I like, agree. fully tongue-in-cheek, fully personal, post-divorce, Everything else was a little bit gimmicky and tongue-in-cheek because she was also, like, 23. Yeah. With, like, a prayer, like, she was 30 years old, she, post-divorce, she really honed into her character. Yeah, because at that point, she understood her image and she understood, like, yes. what she could do with it. And so she started deploying yes. in all of these, like, really adverse and, like, frightening ways and... um I mean, it's impossible for people who are born after Like a Prayer to really imagine, but to make a song so deeply religious and about so much crisis, and especially for it to be tied up with all the gossip about her, you know, with the, you know, the Sean Penn marriage and all of it, she was playing on all of that, and she understood it in order to make that song. 
And she has continued to do this throughout her whole career, like, as we said, erotica. And even you, if you look as recent, like, as towards, like, Madame X, like, where she is, like, envisioning herself as this, like, faded pop deity, like, looking down I at the world in disgust. But yeah. that's why I also think why she is um, overlooked as a pop star nowadays by younger generations over mm-hmm. somebody that people think deserves a a second look like a Mariah or a Kylie or a Janet. Because really, Madonna was too smart for the general public back in the day to the point where people don't even realize how smart she was now. That's why they have to restore to the literally bottom of the barrel, like, gay bobs. Yeah. Like, they will fight to the death for that. Like, people will... They will not give Madonna the time of day to even realize just how fucking smart she was. No, it wasn't marketing. It was in the music. It was in the music. Mm-hmm. It was I in the that, music. I, I really love that, like, a prayer turned us onto this because, I mean, it... it this conversation i mean because it does really have like that um extremely like ironic like self-aware edge but it also in terms like of production and musically is this invigorating resilient song you know like absolutely i think it's one of the best pop songs of all time absolutely even beyond being a madonna stan it's it's like thriller like a prayer uh purple rain like I, I I don't know, but like, does it, you know, it's, it's like one of those. It's one of those. The only other musician I've heard who has been able to like summon the same feeling that Like a Prayer does, which is of this like defeated resilience in which like there is no hope, but you still keep clinging on is like Utara. Like Utara Hikoru is the only other pop musician I can name off the top of my head who summons that feeling. Meet me in the hotel lobby. Everybody's looking at me. Exactly. Like, Utara and Madonna are the only people who would, like, sing about, like, hooking in a hotel room. <laughs> Justify my God, love. I fucking... I, we need to do an Utara episode where you school me properly. Because I've, I've barely touched her Japanese albums. Because I love Utara. You, you know the reason why I love her, right? Did I it's ever tell you? It's because of Exodus, isn't it? Yes, but do you know why? No. I just went to the store to buy CDs after I got my allowance when I was, like, 12 or 13. And I saw Exodus, and I was like, but this was, like, probably 2009 or, like, years after it came out. Mm -hmm. And I just saw it, and I saw that the song names were in English, and I was like, okay, even though it was, like, in the J-pop section. I was like, okay, this looks good. I I loved the cover. It looked electro. I was in the, you know, that, like, electro-pop phase. Wait, was like, where did you buy the? Aesthetic. Were you in the UK then, or in? Uh... No, I was in. I was in uh, Bangkok. I was okay, in Bangkok. so was the cover the one of her with like her face really close to the camera, or was it her in the jacket with the gray background? Jacket in the jacket. Oh, oh my god, crazy. Okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't the the close up face. It was her like half body jacket to the corner yeah because the the uk yeah. cover has her face really close up but the rest of the world had the one of her like in the jacket like from kind of oh no, no no jacket jacket so i i literally just bought it uh, based on the cover 
Uh, just like I did with the Erica Jane. Like, years before she got in Beverly Hills Housewives, I bought the Erica Jane just because of the cover. <laughs> Remember buying CDs? That was crazy. Um, I still do, baby. <laughs> I bought a CD today. I, the, the last CD I bought was MDNA. <laughs> that was a decade ago. <laughs> Um, we love Utada. We love Madonna. I, we should probably I wrap up. I love Utada. I love um, Madonna. I hate Kylie Minogue, bitch. Fuck you, Kylie. And Dolly I, Parton. Still, I, I don't know how to say fuck you to do this week. We were, like, not very... Fuck you, Taylor Swift. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. Yeah, literally, fuck you. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Chi-Chi I is know here. she fuck voted for you. I know, I know when I know she was protesting Madonna's American Life video on the street with her dad. I just know it. I just know it. Yeah. Okay. Who else are we gonna fuck off this week? Uh, once again, Jesse J. Just because of it. Fuck you, Jesse J. Um. Fuck you, Nancy. Oh, Reagan. I love you, BB Rexa. Instead of fuck you, I love you, BB Rexa. Yeah. Well, fuck you, David. <laughs> he couldn't handle the taste of this pussy. You like that? <laughs> he loved more. He loved alcohol more than the taste of this pussy. That's the lyric. Thank you. Well, fuck you, David. Um, gang bang, gang bang. Fuck you, share. Uh, fuck you, share. <laughs>